If you're a pastor, you're investing in the lives of other people each and every day. But what are you doing to invest in yourself? We'll talk about that in this episode of the More Than a Pastor Show. What's up, my friend? Welcome to the More Than a Pastor Show. My name is Rich Avery, your host. This is where we help pastors leverage your ministry know-how into sustainable income outside the church through a business or side hustle that's right for you so you can serve God and provide for your family no matter what. If you're a pastor who feels called to something more in your life, your work, and your income, you are in the right place. It's so good to see you today. Thanks for joining me. If you're new to the show, you can learn more about me, get the show notes for today's episode, and download some tools and resources to help you launch and grow your own business or side hustle over at my website at morethanapastor.com slash 31 for episode 31. Question for you today, have you ever had a financial investment go bad on you? Most of my investing experience has been in mutual funds and in some real estate. But just over 20 years ago, I decided to invest a small purchase of stock in one particular company. I had heard experts say you should invest, if you want to invest in individual company stocks, you should invest in companies that you know and in products that you believe in and use each and every day. And there was one particular company that had a product I was absolutely enamored with at the time. It was a tech product that had really revolutionized the way millions of Americans worked. No longer did you have to manage your calendar, your contact, your contacts, and your projects with a paper-based planner like a Filofax or a Franklin Covey planner or a daytimer. No, in 1996, a product came out that put all of that information in the palm of your hand. It was called the Palm Pilot. The Palm Pilot was a handheld computer organizer, and it popularly became known as a personal digital assistant or a PDA. For you youngsters who might not be familiar, the Palm came out way before the iPhone, and it was kind of like the iPhone, but without the phone and without any of the apps. But what it did do was it helped kept you organized by managing your calendar, your contacts, and your notes. The first time I saw a Palm Pilot, it was owned by one of my coworkers. I was immediately hooked and I just had to get one for myself. And over maybe eight or nine years, I owned several different uh, versions of the Palm and I used them regularly until I got my first iPhone. On March 2nd of the year 2000, Palm issued its initial public offering on the NASDAQ exchange. At the time, Palm was the largest, the world's largest producer of these handheld organizers or personal digital assistants. Palm owned 68% of the U.S. market. And on the day they, they launched their stock, the stock was originally priced at $38 per share. But when the trading opened that morning, the stock actually opened at $145, and it soared as high as $165 during that first day of trading. 
But by the time the market closed that day, the stock had dropped a bit down to $96.06, but that was still, still way more than twice what was originally its offering price. So that price gave Palm a market value of $53 billion, with a B, dollars. That was almost twice that of its parent company, tech giant 3Com. But not only that, Palm's market value exceeded that of bellwether companies like Ford Motors, General Motors, Philip Morris, and Chevron, and McDonald's. Those were some of the biggest companies at that time. Unfortunately, that market valuation did not last for long because within a year or so of its IPO, Palm stock was mm, consistently trading around $5 to $6 a share. And that's when I thought it would be a great idea to buy some stock in Palm. I think it was sometime in mid to late 2001. Because after all, it was a very innovative company. And I knew that it was a product that I loved and that millions of other Americans and people around the world loved. And I figured that that price was really low. That was a bargain for such a company. And I thought, that this industry is just going to continue to grow and develop, and that Palm is just going to continue to build more great products. And so I thought I might as well get in now while the price was so low. Surely it can't go any lower. Oh, but I was wrong. Because by October of 2002, the stock was worth only 65 cents a share. And the company was looking to do a one for 20 stock, a reverse stock split to try to increase the value of the stock. So what does that mean, a one for 20 reverse stock split? That means for every 20 shares that you own, which were worth 65 cents at the time, the Palm Company would give you one new share. And so they would take 20 shares and give you one share in return. And that would hopefully boost the stock price from 65 cents per share to 65 cents times 20 shares or $13 for each new share. So the old shares were worth 65 cents, but you take 20 shares and create one new share that's worth $13. Well, thankfully, I hadn't invested much money in Palm. I think I spent maybe $50 to $60 to buy about 10 shares of stock. And it was just a low-cost probe for me to learn more about how individual stock investing worked and to support a company that I really loved, uh, like Palm. But after that one for 20 reverse split, I now owned zero Palm shares because I had 10. I didn't even have 20 so I could get one new share. And so, well, my experiment was over. And that's when I discovered that investing in individual stocks of companies that I think are great, with products that I think are great, it's not always a great investment. Have you ever been there with an investment that just didn't pay off the way you had hoped? Yeah, it's not such a great feeling, is it, to lose money that you had hoped and planned would grow? Well, from time to time, I follow Warren Buffett. He's probably the world's most famous investor and one of America's most uh, wealthiest people. And I love to see what his company, Berkshire Hathaway, is investing in and why. I enjoy reading um, Warren Buffett's annual report to shareholders. I like seeing how he thinks and how he looks at companies and how he 
evaluates them and he finds what he believes are undervalued companies that he invests in for the long term because he knows that he can maximize their potential. I guess he knows what he's doing because he's led his company through acquisitions and investments to exponential growth, many years earning a 15 to 20% return on investment. In fact, I did a little research and I I wondered, what if instead of investing in Palm back in 2001, I had invested in Berkshire Hathaway stock? So I looked at, you know, I I had spent like 50 to 60 in in Palm at that time. So I discovered that in in 2001, uh, shares of Berkshire Hathaway were going for about $50. So I could have taken that $50 and bought one share of Berkshire Hathaway stock back in 2001. Do you know how much that stock is worth, is trading for today? Uh, On average, in 2022, it's been at $310 per share. Now that would have been a great investment. But despite his success as a financial investor, when asked to share his investment advice Warren Buffett often answers in a way that people don't expect. He says the most important investment that you can make is not a financial one. During a Q&A session at a Berkshire Hathaway annual meeting in 2008, Buffett said this, the most important investment that you can make is in yourself. Very few people get anything like their potential horsepower translated into the actual horsepower of their output in life. Potential exceeds realization for many people. The best asset is yourself. You can become, to an enormous degree, the person you want to be. In an interview with Inc. Magazine a few years ago, Buffett said, anything you invest in yourself, you get back tenfold. Investing in yourself is an investment that can't be beat. Hmm. Because unlike my palm stock, (laughs) investing in yourself can't be lost, can't be taken away, can't be taxed, and cannot be eaten up by inflation. So what are the best strategies for pastors to invest in ourselves? I'd like to suggest that we begin by looking for ways that we can invest in three specific areas, our spiritual growth, our personal growth, and our income growth. I'm already presuming that you know what it looks like to invest in your spiritual growth, maybe through books, podcasts, conferences, retreats, spiritual directors, things like that. So I'd like to focus on the other two. What does it look like to invest in our personal growth and our income growth? I've put together five um, ways that I think, five strategies for how we can invest in our personal and income growth. Strategy number one is to create a personal development plan. A personal development plan helps you define your preferred future of where you want to be in a year or three years or five years. And it helps clarify your life's purpose, evaluates your current reality in the basic areas of life, like your finances, your family, career, health, spiritual life. And it helps you reveal What are your personal values for each of those life areas? What are the beliefs that are most important to you about those things? 
And then it helps you to set well-defined goals and creates a specific plan of action for how you can achieve those goals. Number two, you can invest in personal coaching. Often it's it's so vital for us to have a personal coach who can work with us one-on-one, who can help us to get outside of our head, who can help us to get unstuck in moving forward in our life, help us identify and take our next best step. Number three, we can be a lifelong learner. And I like to think of myself as a lifelong learner, but oftentimes in my life, I've gotten stuck at times and and I have uh, not taken action on the things I have learned. And so don't just be a learner, take action, apply what you've learned. And we can learn in a lot of different ways through books, through podcasts, conferences, uh, experiences, things like that. Number four, you can create new streams of income through your own business or side hustle. Investing in your own business is a great way to invest in yourself and in your um, financial future by investing to create more income for your family. And number five, you can surround yourself with people who will help you achieve your goals and dreams. You know, it's been said that we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with. So who are you spending time with? Do you have a team, uh, like a a group, uh, a brainstorming group or a mastermind group you get together with or a a small group where you can help each other, encourage each other, um, share advice to other people, uh, people that can help you get unstuck and moving forward in your life? It's so important that we surround ourselves with people who believe in us and who can help us achieve our goals and dreams. And while a lot of these things I shared can be free, others will require that we make a financial investment. Personal development experts like Brian Tracy and Dan Miller suggest that you start by investing 3% of your income back into yourself. And eventually, if you can, grow that to 5% over time. So if your income is 50000 per year, for example, start by investing 3% or 1500 a year in your own spiritual, personal, and income growth. Personally, I'm a firm believer in personal growth, and I've invested more than 5% in my personal growth over the last few years through books, events, membership communities I'm a part of, personal coaching, and spiritual direction. These things have had a, a, a huge impact on the trajectory of my life, helping me to take action and move forward toward my most important goals and dreams. It's also one of the reasons why I've launched More Than a Pastor, because I want to help other pastors get unstuck and moving forward to creating the life, impact, and income that they were made for. If you're not sure what personal growth or income growth should look like for you, I'd love to have you apply for one of my free 30-minute clarity call sessions where we can help you figure out where you're at today. Where do you want to go? And what's your next best step to get there? You can apply for that free coaching session today at morethanapastor.com slash coaching. Well, what do you think about these five strategies for investing in yourself? Do you agree or disagree? Do you have other thoughts or ideas? Please share your feedback in the More Than a Pastor community over on Facebook 
at morethanapastor.com slash Facebook. If you're not already a member there, you just click to join, and then you can share your comments or feedback there. Well, that's it for today's show. Before we go, would you do me a favor and hit like, share, or subscribe if you haven't already done so? Also, what topics would you like me to cover on a future episode? Please let me know. Hey, in the next episode, have you experienced a defining moment that started you on your journey to creating income outside the church to your own business or side hustle? What was that defining moment like and how is it motivating you to continue to move forward? Let's talk about that in our next episode. Until then, remember that you are more than a pastor. Saying yes to God's call doesn't mean you have to say yes to feeling stuck, broke, or unfulfilled in your life in ministry. Let's work together and help you create the life, impact, and income that you were made for. income, you are in the right place. It's really great to see you today. Thanks for joining me. It really means a lot. And Milo, my dog, he is saying hi as well. You might hear him barking in the background. If you're new to the show, Milo, if you're new to the show, (laughs) Milo, If you're new to the show, 